Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting once again in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. You know where we are right now? Where? We're in the number one dive bar in New Orleans, voted the number one dive bar. It's nice to be uh, number one at something, huh? Yeah. Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. It's got a good name, huh? Was voted, I guess, you know, this is nothing but, you know, they just do the best of down here constantly, you know. The best restaurants, the best place to get murdered, <laughs> best place to get raped, the best place to abandon your children, but also the best sure. place, uh, uh, best dive bars. And right. We are now, we've been recording from this place. Yep. Uh, which was voted, and not just by, I think, people of New Orleans, but a lot of tourists sure. who love uh, this place. And Yeah, it's world-renowned. People, people it is world-renowned, and, um, uh, you know, all it takes is one match, and I could just tear this thing down. <laughs> sure. Well, that's you the know. beauty of it. You look yeah. outside at Snake and Jake's, and it looks like somebody's, uh, like, a utility shed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you come inside, and it's much bigger than it appears from the outside. Yeah. It's uh, very cozy, and you know it's got yeah. the the uh, the exclusive yeah. red lighting. And then yeah. now in the back, they have yeah. the that whole uh, you know giant uh, patio area. So it's, yeah, um, well, they you know it's growing. It, you know right. the uh, it is growing, but it's good to be here because it is the number one dive bar in the city, and I agree. Sure. I agree it's, totally. It's, it's our I, favorite. Yeah, 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 it's our favorite. Uh, Circle Bar used to be one of my favorites. Sure, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Another Dave p- fucked that up royally. Well, so. <laughs> I mean, uh, you yeah. know, Dave Dave did all he could, could with it. And in fact, yeah. uh, Dave, our host, Dave Clements, is here tonight. He's yeah. uh, sitting yeah. over there with uh, yeah. another, yeah. another uh, uh, someone yeah. else in the Troubled Men orbit yeah. there, Natasha. Yeah. Dave gets Same around. Choice. Let's sure, just put sure. it that way. I know what you want to say. He gets around. Well, you man. know, Manny, it's your turn. For about- an 84-year-old man. Right. He gets around. He's still got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still you got know? the nice head of He's hair. He's like that guy. Uh, what was that commercial? I don't drink often, but when the I most, do. The most yeah. interesting man yeah, in the world. Yeah, well, Dave's kind of that way, too, because uh, <laughs> I, he's the New Orleans' most interesting man, because you really can't figure him out that much. You right, know? right. But he's always got a smile on his face. And he's always got a smile, and, and, and you know, but, but deep inside, I think he wants to cut your heart out at the same time with that smile. The chicks dig him. Chick, well, yeah. As, as always, yeah. as always. Uh, anyone, yeah, well, anyone, you know, who owns a tavern or a bar. Bar. You know, you remember when you were young? Um, I remember, you know, you try to, like, you go out, you try to pick up chicks, you know, mm-hmm. and you'd always say, you know, the, what was your pickup line? Was it like, hey, uh, can I buy you a drink? Or, hey, uh, you know, the, this and that. I used to always say, girls at bars, I'd say, I can get a bottle right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You knew your audience. You knew what kind of girl you were looking for. Well, it's just like, fuck, I'm not buying you a drink. Let's just get a bottle right now. <laughs> okay, classy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right I can on. get a bottle. Fuck this guy and the bartender giving him tips and stuff. Okay, well, if you can I get him to leave with you, you, well, you, you got something going. That's not a problem for me. Okay, there you go. You know, I can get them, uh, I can get them to leave with me in a black and white. Right, right <laughs> in sure, handcuffs. Sure. Right, right, right. You know. Anyway, what's going on with you? Well, Manny, it's funny you should mention, uh, you know, number ones, uh, because, uh, you know, this week in New Orleans, uh, you know, we made number one again. You know, uh, a few years ago, back in, in about 2019, mm-hmm. I remember we had a news story where the, the murder rate was lower than it had been in New Orleans for years and years and years. Yeah. And you came on the podcast and you said, come on, people, we can do better. We can do better, yeah. And, exactly. uh, and we are doing better. So, so yes, yeah. I, I think the the, uh, the city, the 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 troubled listeners in the city have responded and by going uh, out there and, and we did it man yeah, well we <laughs> and, are uh, number one so we're now number one uh murder capital uh you know per capita in the united states so uh, once again mm-hmm. 
So it's tough, Manny, but, uh, you know, we're, we seem to be safe in here for the moment anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've been saying that for the last year. It's just like this city is just uh, breeding this uh, behavior. And we have no we have no police. We have we no ha- police. We have no police. But did you see what they did today? Uh, uh, the, that old naval base off the river, which the Navy donated to the city. Mm-hmm. They said, do what you want with this. Uh-huh. And the city did nothing. The city left it uh, yeah, to, to molder and, yeah. and be and occupied they, by... They actually uh, had $40 million. They were given $40 million from FEMA to do something with that naval base. Uh-huh. And they didn't do anything with the money. So they lost the money. Well, that makes sense. That, yeah. That figures. Or maybe the money was given to somebody. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Our guest, you can chime in anytime you want, man. Uh, it seems yeah. to be holding his tongue. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Are you ex Navy or on? Air Force? Yeah, yeah, or? It's definitely uh, on. Uh, yeah. Um, so today, this morning, in fact, they had uh, the New Orleans one SWAT team. Hmm. We have one SWAT team okay. in New Orleans, and they're in last place. <laughs> that hmm. team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they brought the fire department. Uh, uh, who, who are still waiting to get paid, and the EMS, who is like eight people, uh-huh. uh, to clear all these squatters out. They had a lot of people. They'd been living there for a while. Oh, like yeah. 50 people. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. over 50. And mm-hmm. I mean, these people, some of them had cars still and trailers. Parked and, back there. Yeah, yeah, parked back there. And they got them all out, and apparently they secured the facility. But I've, I've won- been kind of busy sure. the last week. And that's why, you know, I, I'm so busy that I can't remember things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I write notes down. But go ahead. You know, I have a few things I want to talk about. They're not that important. Go ahead. I love y'all's notes, by the way. Okay. Well, can yeah. tell, you can tell a lot about somebody by the way they <laughs> yeah. take notes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I, I, yeah. I love this. Yeah, I have a, a whole book full. I'm about to, See, about I, to finish a, yeah. uh, finish yeah, I, I a, like, a book here. Manny, I like your cross-outs. Yeah. And I think the thing that I focus on is the question mark. Behind Derek Freeman's name, uh, which uh, which says a lot. Oh yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> well, he's been on once before, but he was on when we had uh, when we were doing it all remotely. Mm-hmm. And Derek has a new record coming out called White Splaining, well, which that, I love his record title. But every time I talk with Derek, that's what happens to me. I'm uh, like, what did we just what? <laughs> okay, what did we just talk about? Uh, I usually discourage the guests from looking at my notes, but I trust <laughs> you, Zach. Um, well, Manny, uh, something uh, just to pick up on something you. You mentioned in the last uh, episode you were talking about after we had attended abortion. Well, no, not that. But uh, although you did talk about that, um, but uh, you were talking about being at a at a, like a dinner party uh, after the Carlo Fest last week, and uh, that there was a, a person there at the party who was vegan, and all they would eat is Tic Tacs. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Oddly enough, uh, while well, you and I ran into each other at the Bastille Day Festival right, uh, this, yes. this weekend. Yeah, that we, same person was there. That same person was there. So yeah. I, I wound up at, a, at someone's home after the whole thing, and the Tic Tacs came out. Yeah. And actually, the person was, was pulled three boxes of Tic Tacs out yeah. and said... I have to put the Tic Tacs down because it's gotten out of hand. Oh, and I'm like, so really? there was an intervention for so, well, well, I mean, it wasn't an inter- The person was volunteering this, but then they went on to say that, uh, that well, first of all, they thought Tic Tacs were sugarless, so that it was okay to, to eat as many <laughs> well, as you wanted. Well, it's one calorie or something like right? that. Right, yeah. but it turns out this person said, uh, you know, it, it really gotten out of hand that they were eating between 7 and 11 boxes of Tic Tacs mm. a day. <laughs> <laughs> and that they once they realized what the calorie count was, they figured that they were eating about 2,000 calories yeah. in Tic Tacs a day. Yeah, that chick's nuts, man. <laughs> and I said, well, have you yeah. always been obsessive compulsive like this and she said yes <laughs> well okay yeah. it's good that you can recognize that and uh, no 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 uh yeah um that 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 girl um it's okay i, I was guess. intrigued yeah yeah no, no, uh, I, I immediately you know. gave her a troublemen podcast sticker oh, i said, good. I said uh, would you like to be on a podcast but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure there's enough there for a podcast i figure well it's enough for a bit anyway we can talk about it a little well bit, but, yeah uh, no she's um she's crazy going nuts uh, um but uh, yeah, I, I realized the whole Tic Tac thing um, back on that. Uh, it was around the Fourth of July weekend, right? Fourth of July, and yeah. you know, it's like 
we invited some people over, and we're just doing the whole, whole all-American thing, burgers and dogs and yeah. pickles yeah. and onions and, you know, uh, and this person comes over, uninvited, but she's a friend of a friend, so it's okay, it's all good, I figure we have enough food, and they don't need any of the food, so they're just sucking down the Tic Tacs, man, you know. Did they offer so, any to you? Well, I, you sure. know, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm a Listerine addict. I just do a Listerine. <laughs> okay, of course. If I, if I want good breath, I'm just doing Listerine. Then fuck yeah. the Tic Tacs. I've never been a pill guy though either. You know, you know, with pills back and you know, but anyway, she's okay. Yeah, she's got yeah, a hot yeah. body though. Let's give her that. You know, and she's okay. keeping her body and you know, she's got some nice tits and stuff like oh, well, that. So. <laughs> Um, you know, if, if the Tic Tacs help that, you know, I'm all for it. And she's a lot, she's about 30 years younger than us. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She's a, you know, uh, she is a spring chicken. So anyway, you, you were there. I was there anyway. Yeah. I was, I was you, shocked when the, she came out with the seven to 11 boxes of Tic Tacs. Wow. I've never yeah. heard of that. But uh, that's uh, crazy going nuts, uh, Again, man, uh, uh, good know. that she's getting a, getting a handle yeah. on that. The, it's the like Tic Tac uh, obsession. me yeah. back in the nineties with like 80 balloons in my mouth, you know, <laughs> trying to sell them. You know. Spitting them out like a like <laughs> yeah. a like a Mickey yeah. gumball yeah, machine. Exactly. Right, but right, anyway, right. that was that was Bastille Day. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Bastille yeah. Day. Yeah, that uh, my you know it's so fucking funny that Bastille Day celebrations right in my neighborhood, and every fucking year, I tell my wife I'm not doing it. It's too fucking hot. It's no fun. I don't have fun there. But every fucking year, she talks me into going. Just walk on down for a little bit. Walk on down. And that's what kills me is the walk. Okay. Once you get there, if I could drive okay. there, mm-hmm. it's only like four blocks away. Mm-hmm. But the walk is like brutal. And it's never that fun. And I think I saw, you know, I told you they had that one band that had that flute going on. Right. And the, the flute makes me nervous. The jazz flute makes yeah, you nervous. Yeah, the j- jazz flute makes me nervous. I get nervous. <laughs> and uh, so I was like ready to go. And finally, my wife said, okay, we can go. Okay, you know? so you got what you wanted. Yeah, That's I got what I wanted. Right, yeah. Anyway, so... Let's introduce our guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, seems yeah. excited. Yeah, to be yeah. Here. He, he, he has, uh, he has, he has, he has <laughs> lots of things to do. Um, yeah, he's a, uh, as turns out, a, a longtime listener of the of the podcast. So uh, we're excited to get him Why? on here. No. He's uh, well. We'll have to ask him about that. What what does he see in this? Why? Uh, what um, do you see in this? So uh, he, he's an award winning uh, commercial photographer and videographer. Uh, he's he's worked at all the festivals here in town: French Quarter Fest, Jazz Fest, uh, Chaz Fest for for many mm. years. Uh, he's also a terrific drummer with a great band I was speaking about a few weeks ago, Rotary Downs, mm. who they just played uh, maybe their final gig before taking a hiatus. Uh, one of their members is for good. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll ha- ask him about that. He mm. was uh, he was uh, a few years ago was named. Uh, to Gambit's uh, 40 under 40 list. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, Manny and I are hoping to get on the uh, 60 under 60 list, but uh, we don't have much time left for that. we gotta got to get on that. Get on um, Anyway, uh, all kind of things. He has, has many, many activities. We'll get into all of that. But uh, without further ado, the great Mr. Zach Smith. Welcome, Zach. I'm so happy to be here, y'all. And the reason why I love this podcast is that I can I, I listen to podcasts in my truck when I'm making the commute from the parish uptown okay. where I live, and um, it's a 45 minutes of just y'all talking. I turn it <laughs> off when the guests come on. Oh, really? Well, good, yeah, <laughs> that's what I usually do too. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Yeah, this is not as funny as the the. Banter, As the banter, the yeah. classic banter. That no, it's like, okay, it's well, like Zach, I, it never happens you. again. These magic moments. Well, if you turn it off, recorded. how do you know? I mean, well, it's true. It's true. That's why we got to run the. You know, it's it's terrible to be sitting somewhere now having a conversation with someone, and all this good stuff is coming out. And I'm like, damn, yeah. I wish I was running a recorder. Uh, oh, is it recording now? It is recording well, now. Yeah, yes. yeah first that's first thing here. I always oh, check. God. First thing <laughs> I always check. Goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we wouldn't have missed. All, wouldn't wanted to miss all these pearls. <laughs> I can of, do it uh, again. Sure, sure, sure. I can mumble. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm a mumbler. Okay. Well, uh, so Zach, uh, you've been living in New Orleans for uh, what, like 20 years or so? Yes, sir. Um, uh, how did you get here? What what brought you to New Orleans? Uh, a car. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Um, Where'd you grow up? But you were in the passenger seat, right? No, I drove this oh, time. Oh, you drove uh-huh. this time. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Or you pushed it? No, no, I drove it. Yeah, this well, was. You drove it from where? I had my license. 
From where? This was before 40 Under 40. This was 20 Under 20. Okay. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm originally from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Not oh, far. Okay. Right down the road. Uh, right. South of I-10 most of my life. Um, and I was there for a little while, then went to uh, higher learning and debauchery in Baton Rouge for a okay. couple of years. And, uh, Growing up there or just going to school? College. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's LSU you're talking yes, sir. about? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, now higher learning. Very yeah, big higher learning there. That's very cool. high. Yeah, now, were you yeah. at, when you were back in uh, you know as a as a teenager growing up? Were you yeah. taking photographs and playing drums at that time? So uh, yeah, so when I was uh, uh, in high early high school, I was uh, I played drums. Uh, we had a band. We were, we were the punk band of my high school. Oh, cool! So we were. What ro- high school was that? St. Thomas More in Lafayette. Okay. So we were ro- we were the punk band. That meant we were the band. Uh huh. So that meant we got roped into pep band. Oh, cool! That meant we got roped into Godspell, the theatrical performance. Because right. hey, these are the guys that play. They can play. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the name cool. of the band? Uh, the Mind Thieves. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, played a lot of music. Uh, fourteen, fifteen years old, years old on, uh, and my dad was always a, a shutterbug, always taking pictures of stuff. And he was one of the chefs that cooked for the artists behind the stages at Festival International de Louisiane. Hmm. That was our first festival as a kid. So we'd go with him, and he had this big, you know, black kettle cauldron cooking jambalaya, red beans, and rice. For all the francophone musicians from all over the world would come in and so we got to see like how festivals work from that perspective so he would give me his camera I'd, I'd go take pictures my first pictures I remember taking were of mostly 90% of this red tent and Zachary Richard really really small <laughs> in one of the corners and uh, it's funny because that was now who is he He's a well-known uh, Lafayette area musician. Okay. Who has, uh, you know, he's one of the one of the the people along with like Michael Doucet, Beausoleil, who had who were part of this French Cajun speaking music um, reintegration that happened where everybody got really excited about. Uh, Cajun music right, like and, Zach- and whatnot. Zachary was even so militant about it at one time that I think yeah. he wouldn't even speak English to people in certain circumstances. Yeah. No, he, he didn't. And good thing that my dad... Because he didn't know how? <laughs> well, he, he, was, he was all like, uh, you know, the, the Barry Ancelet and all the guys who were with Codafil and like bringing the French language back, mm-hmm. making it cool again. Because my dad had to learn English. He is a, uh, his, his mother didn't speak English. Oh, really? And so, so you guys are Cajun? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. A trace back to Beaubassin, Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. Um, during the Grand Arrangement. Right on. And uh, so he would tell me these things. He would be speaking French to all the uh, you know, uh, French-speaking musicians who came in and mm-hmm. whatnot. And he did tell me this about, about Zachary Richard, which yeah. is kind of funny. Now, did you pick up some of that? Uh, uh, well, um, petit peu. When I, was, okay. when I was little, I picked up on it. I took it in, in high school. But then uh, I took Spanish in college because I was about to go walk around Central America for a little while with my camera and do my, like, you know, every, we all have that vision quest that we do. We're like, I'm on my own, but uh, don't get too far from Western my Union, Mom. My vision quest was just getting up in the morning. Well, I was going to say, I thought it was yeah. Alvarado Street. Yeah, well, well, getting up in the morning and waiting for the man. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 the vision quest is a state of mind as sure, well. Sure. It, it, yeah. You don't need forms. to physically travel. I, I had to. So when I got back from, from those travels, I landed in New Orleans um, and just started to seek out things that were interesting to me. And it's always been music. It's always been culture and things that you can't find anywhere else. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're, you're quite an accomplished photographer. You have all these technical skills. That's something you studied at some point? Or, uh... Uh, you know, um, I, I used to write. I still write a lot. And I've always written. And there was a time where I was seeing things that uh, I couldn't write about. They need to be photographed. So I asked my dad for his camera. And uh, this was 97. It was a Canon AE-1. And I converted my bathroom in college to a dark room, read some books, pre-internet. So I had to seek out photographers. How did your roommates feel about that? <clears throat> they didn't like that. Uh, I bet. Yeah. yeah so I, the, the whole sink was a developer stop and fixer. And the, the bathtub was the uh, photo flow Oh, yeah. And they still wa- were wash. able to use the, tu- well, uh, the Yeah, I had, to, I had to take all the stuff out, clean it out. And then they could use the bathroom. Uh, 
<laughs> oh God! Yeah. yeah, sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah they suffered for my art. Oh, okay. okay. Well, so I mean, uh, Kyle Nash, wherever you are right now, thank you. That was my roommate. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I learned from a few photographers by mentoring, mm -hmm. just watching what they did, and uh, I, I've always learned better by making mistakes. So I have to, I I crumple the instructions up, and I I make mistakes. Right. I try to do it my own. So I develop my own styles. Okay. I develop my own way of seeing things and using the instruments. And maybe I get to the same spot someone else would be, but it takes me longer. I go other places. But then um, after a while, you know, really any monkey can figure out a camera. It's not too hard. <laughs> so uh, over years of, you know, trial and error, I pretty much figured it out. Right. Well, I mean, so much of the, of the cameras, I mean, obviously you have to know how to operate it, but it's it's the timing, right? <laughs> when you take the when you take the photograph, that's but um, that's yeah, most, buddy. Yeah. It I, mean, is. I mean, really, it so, is. I mean, you just uh, for, are, are, were you a student of, of other music photographers, Mick Rock and, you know, people like that or just uh, just again, doing it a lot yourself and seeing what you what results you liked? And Man, I, I, I didn't. I still don't look at enough photography, and I, I didn't a lot when I was starting out. I was so, I don't know, man, just so jazzed about this new way of seeing and telling a story. I had tunnel vision, okay. and all I could do was just photograph everything around me. And um, I, my parents would give me photo books, like, here, he, he loves it. Give him a book. Give mm -hmm. him a book. And I, I a lot of and answers. you'd burn them? Because <laughs> you were anti-parent? Some of, some of them I yeah. did. I didn't yeah. burn my parents. I, I still have them. <laughs> I still have the books. Uh, I got a lot of Ansel Adams books. And I'm not very much a landscape photographer per se. I use landscape for the storytelling of my portraits. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the technical mastery and the proficiency that Ansel Adams developed in the zone system, which is something he created to tell the difference in a number system between uh, black no detail and white no detail mm -hmm. gave us the zone five the 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 middle zone five where you see a lot of people have gray cards you know use but a gray card Ansel you know? Adams on mushrooms a lot I mean he was in he yeah, was in the woods yeah he took a, a lot of lot. mushrooms I think and he yeah. shot with like huge he was on that show Naked and Afraid I think too wasn't he on <laughs> I that show I think that was somebody else yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But he he might have just been naked at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but uh, l learning the zone system through through books and uh, you know trial and error. And what uh, do you say zone system? What does that mean? The, Is that the, like the, the zone defense in basketball or something like that? Uh, kind the, of, huh? Yeah, well, so the zone system is a way that black and white photographers, as well as color, can identify, yeah, to go there. Can identify tones in nature to go there. and black also and use on, a dude. shutter speed and aperture to oh, okay. equal that. Aperture. All yeah. Right. Or well. you can just put your camera on. Well, just use your iPhone. Well, that's what I'm getting yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. I'm getting to. Yeah. Nobody, nobody needs a photographer what? anymore. They just, well, they just shoot yeah. on their phone. If someone's doing a magazine story and they're the writer, they could just look at, look at NOLA.com. All the stories that are written, the photographs are by the writer. So they don't yeah. really need you anymore, do yeah. they? Thank goodness. Oh. Yeah, good. All right. <laughs> I have to make a living. Well, you, you know, Zach, we had uh, early on, we had uh, Rick Olivier on the, on the program. Rico. Rico, yes. Love Rico. Sure. I we, love his work as well. Shout man. out to Rico. One mm. of the worst but, people I've ever oh, met. Oh, man, in my he plays. Um, what a uh, smile. But, yeah, he does have a great smile. He's got those huge teeth. Yeah. But, but Rico told a story about, and I was going to get to, uh, you know, the man, he's talking about the digital era we're in now. Yeah. And Rico tells a story about. Uh, back in the early days of like computer typesetting, sitting at a table and uh, this typesetter, it's, it's all creative people, photographers, designers, and, and this typesetter is saying how he's, he's losing business because everybody's doing computer typesetting and mm -hmm. everybody's going, oh, that's, that's what a shame, what a shame. He goes, mm -hmm. little did we understand that all of us were typesetters sitting at yeah. that table, you know, that, that we were all going to go through the same, you know, uh, this uh, intellectual property, mm -hmm. loss of control of intellectual property. And, you know, uh, talking about uh, photographs you find on the Internet, going through some of your, your work today, so this ex exhibition that you, that mm -hmm. you have out uh, that's, that's at the 
the New Orleans Jazz Museum right yeah. now. That's uh, what is that? Uh, uh, yeah. Exit stage right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I realized that I've used a couple of your photographs in the podcast uh, without credit and without asking. Just the digital age, just where you there. can s- just take anything. There, yeah. It's there. It's a good photograph. Yeah. Now I got to say, when I look for photographs of our of our guests, some that we do remotely, and I have to find one. Inevitably, the the good photograph that I find has a watermark on it. It's yeah. it's not someone taking it with an iPhone. It's yeah, I, th- I I stopped caring about that aspect pretty quick. Whenever the you know whenever most of my images were living online, mm. that uh, hey, uh, do you put a watermark on it? Do you uh, what do you do? What do you do? And I'm like, just steal it. Like what? What what are you gonna do with that well, image? What's the difference between a watermark and a skid mark? <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't spell you can't spell with a skid mark as well. It's just kind of uh, like okay. they all look the same. All right, depending on because I don't know. understand this stuff. Yeah, okay. so if it's a watermark, uh, you know it it just lets you know okay this person took that image, but like. You know, it, anything that is digital and that you're finding out there is fairly low resolution. Mm-hmm. And for me, people hire me to create unique, one-of-a-kind images for them, whether it's for for a brand, for a face, whether it's for a festival and whatnot. And they use that to promote something. And it's like, they kind of want you to take it. You know, uh, sure. uh, un- unless you're... And this is something I put in all my contracts. Like, hey, you know... You can use these images in perpetuity. You paid for this use. Mm -hmm. But if someone else, third party, wants to use it for a commercial reason against what we intentionally shot for, then you got to call me. Like if you're looking to make money from my picture, selling something else than we originally talked about, then we have to talk because that's how I make money as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That that makes all sense. So how much porn have you shot, though? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have you shot any porn? That's just for fun, though. That's just yeah. a yeah, on yeah. side. It's, yeah. it's not out there. Uh, eight millimeter only. Eight millimeter yeah, porn. black and white. Classic. Oh. Classic. And, uh, Classic and I cross-process it and reverse it. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, let's Fancy. talk later <laughs> then, dude. <laughs> you fucking filthy fuck you are, man. So dirty old man over here. Dirty young man over Trouble here. Trouble man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect. So, uh, so you get to New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. uh how do you? What's your entree into uh, into you know working for all these festivals here? Because yeah. you're, you're firmly ensconced at this point in your career. But uh, how did you how did you start off doing that? Well, at the time, what I did was I you know you had to print out portfolios and you had to put it in a black case or whatever, and you had to make a phone call and make an appointment. So why a black case? What's I mean because it's just hip. It's hip. Oh, it's okay. like a briefcase, oh, you know. Okay. So I put it's some one of those of my, like eighteen by twenty-four. Yeah, my, mine was an eight by twelve. I couldn't oh, okay. afford the big okay. one. Okay. So I went over to um, uh, House of Blues, Tipitina's, all the clubs who were showing, and they kicked shows. you out. And no, they actually met with me, and <laughs> uh-huh. I showed them our portfolio, and I'm <laughs> like, hey, I had no idea how the music business worked, and. November of 2000 and uh, you know oh thank you thanks bye and like a lot of the people I work with uh, Lee Frank mm-hmm. Ann Wills like these are people who have been in the music business for a long time and down the road we ended up working together but I had to just go and you know pound the pavement show my work to a lot of people and then I realized that no one wants to pay for live music pictures it's rare Okay, it's very rare at that point 20 something years ago but if i had access with a band so i started working with more of the bands like hey let me in the show i'll work it out with the club and blah 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 so then i started shooting at tips a lot i'd go from tips to maple leaf to house of blues in one night and just kind of sleep in my car sometimes yeah and then i got to know the superfly guys pretty good back then and ended up shooting the first three bonnaroos um, wow! So that was like one of the first festivals that you that, that you were hired by. That was one of the first okay. ones. Yeah, I'd never been to Jazz Fest yet. I'd oh, never no been. To, mm, this was oh three, oh two. You're not maybe. missing much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd never gone. I, I'd heard about it. You know, I'd shot portraits outside of it, which huh. are in my exhibit, uh-huh. but I never went to it. So wow, my first like big festivals are, are Bonnaroo, and ended up 
selling my prints at Bonnaroo and the third one, they have like a Cineru thing, like mm. an art whatever. And uh, it was Jenny Baggert, Bob Compton, and I had, oh, a, yeah. had a photo booth there. And uh, so just kind of doing that, just kind of hitting the clubs hard. I started playing music in 2003 here. So you just get to meet people. It's like, oh, sure. yeah, take a picture, play music. And you, next thing you know, you're photographing the people you're gigging with and right. getting hired to do their press kits or whatever. And, and, then, and they see you do good work and, you yeah. know, you're an uh, agreeable guy. And, uh, you know, my rates like, were good. Right. The work was quality, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the one of the, the most important moments for me in those days was uh, mentoring and being the assistant for Herman Leonard for uh, for two year two or three years before Katrina, and uh, I'm grateful for those years of working with him, being able to light his subjects, whether it was an album cover, a portrait, a uh, series. Um, and just learning from him how a master works sure, and how lighting works and how you can carve out shadows and silhouettes and tell a story in the way that he knew. Mm-hmm. And I, I use that still to this day and apply that to the things that I do to make an image pop out, Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a real old school, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's so great to, to be in contact with those people that, you know, carrying that, that tradition, uh, cause th- there is a certain, you know, vocabulary of the, the genre, yeah. you know, that, uh, you want to be informed about. And as you, as you go forward. Absolutely. And just what we're talking about in the digital age, you know, it seems like images are so, they just happen so fast and we put them out there and there's so little that we do to make a picture, right? You pull out your phone and do it, right? But the value in photography, now I feel that the pendulum has swung so far to the digital age that the typesetters of the world are valued and are probably getting more for their time. I mean, typesetters in the metaphorical sense, right? Sure, sure, right. Are getting more for their time because it's the tried and true art form that has withstood the test of time on a wall, UV rays hitting it, greasy hands, and they still tell the story better than something you just see while you're swiping. Right. You know, those, those, uh, they're disposable images that, that that people, and and people get it. Like now the disposable image has a purpose. It's called the internet. Yeah. 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 We all love the internet. Yeah. Everyone loves the internet. Talking about porn there. Yeah. Um, well, well. So, uh, getting back to this uh, this terrific uh, exhibition that you you have out, is that still up there? At the uh, yeah, it's still up. They, well, it's tell up. They, us, tell us about that. It just went up in December. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm grateful that they haven't found anything else to put in its place because it's still up. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And so, where is this? It's at the uh, Jazz Museum at the second floor of the U.S. Mint. Right down there in Esplanade. Uh, yeah. At the foot of Esplanade. So. Uh, a lot of these images, if not all of them, were, were shot uh, uh, like side stage of, yeah. of all these different festivals. And, yeah. Uh, you know, French Quarter Fest. And well, that all the, well tell, tell them about Yeah, so the, the name is a play on words from a Rush Live album, Exit Stage Left, right? Uh-huh. So I'm Exit Stage Right because actually, if you're on stage and you go out backstage right, I usually had a some sort of a private photo area that I would reserve for the musicians and friends if they knew I was there uh, to do portraits of. And it started where I hung a white sheet on a tree at the corner of Sauvage and Grand Route. And a noose? No. A white sheet on a tree and that's, that's uh, you're, you're, you're pushing it, dude. But I had, but, but the good thing is I had a camera and a smile, you know? There so you go. Okay. I, what I, all I did was... Sort of the victim, right? ...was photograph uh, people as they went in and out of Jazz Fest. I heard that, you know, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, Jazz Fest is right by my house. You should come do something. So... I photographed probably 500 people over one day. Just uh, uh, spectators, people yeah. walking in. Huh? A, a white background. Actually, three of those uh, images are in the show. And from then, I shot Festival Acadienne in Lafayette. I shot eight years of Chaz Fest, um, five, six, five years of Voodoo. Now, when it was Chaz Fest, let me stop you right there. Ch- yeah. Because... Uh, so Chaz Festa, uh, we I guess we've spoken about it. We had Alex McMurray on on here, who's you know 
um, maybe the organizer. Yeah, I and, and him and Courtney were my were my link to having that opportunity. Um, yeah, and what a what a cool festival we had there, you know, in yeah. the Ninth Ward at the the truck farm, and you know, right. Truly on, special. And uh, and you were at all those those things. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, man. I was there the 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 first ones, and I, I think I missed maybe two. But uh, I was right there, stage right. Were you at the one I played at? Uh, what year? I don't remember, but I was asked to play Chaz Fest and do 15 minutes of stand-up. How, how, how did you get yeah. through the 15 minutes? I got through about 10 minutes, and okay. then that was it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm usually uh, in my own little... Super group played. They were the headliners. <laughs> okay. Possibly. And, yeah. I, I, I played I'm usually in the, in the woods. And the, uh, the thing was, is like I was on the small stage because they went from the small to the big. Okay, the yeah, small. yeah, yeah. I was in the small stage. That's a cool and, little spot. Uh, I was doing my jokes. And, you know, a lot of my jokes uh, couldn't, you know, back then they still went over, but now they couldn't go over. And there was this fat bitch in the audience who kept heckling me. And I said, <laughs> I, I remember said, that. <laughs> I said, you know what? You don't you don't want to fucking start heckling me. You know, so I started doing jokes like, you know, hey, listen, this girl, you know, uh, she's got TB, two bellies, you know. <laughs> Uh, her oh, no. parents sent her to a fat farm. They turned it into a ranch. That's how fat this fucking chick is. So, so you they know. they cut you I, off. I, I no, they didn't. I didn't oh, get cut off. Oh, okay. Oh, no, okay. I didn't get cut off because Jeff was the one who invited me. Jeff to Treffinger, it. right? Yeah, yeah, he invited yeah, me. Yeah. You know, and I was doing jokes like, you know, what do you what do you say to a Puerto Rican in a three piece suit? Well, the defendant, please rise. You know, all these okay. kind of jokes. <laughs> you know? I always liked that yeah. one. That's a, yeah, that's of a course classic. you would. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. I don't know uh, if I was there that one. Well, I was well, there. Well, I, I don't remember there. that. You don't remember that. And then that. this, this <laughs> fucking, fucking fat bitch heckler, I don't know who the fuck she was, oh, but wow. I just laid into oh, her. Man. I laid wrong. into her big time. <laughs> and I said, the final joke I said it's just the only one she laughed at was I said, you know, they all laugh when I wanted to become a stand-up. They're not laughing now. Nobody's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I like and that. she loved it. She loved <laughs> there it. There you go. You there know, you and go. after the show, she came up to me, and I kicked her in the groin. You know. Okay, another successful yeah. performance. Yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah. again, I know you actually did. Uh, uh, Photograph the band I would always play there with the Geraniums. Because yeah, I've seen many of your uh, your yeah. photographs. One of the worst bands I've ever uh, seen in my life. Uh, many would disagree, man. It's a lo much lo love the Geraniums, much beloved and band. Jeff Trevor. Did you like Connie's song? Uh, I don't know the names yeah, of the song. Yeah, it's the only song <laughs> oh, Manny oh. remembers. It's uh, the song barely was recorded. Finally. But uh, anyway, so so go on with yeah. So, so the, yeah, I would I would I would set up the uh, a different setup every year. So a different background, a different lighting scheme. I'd mostly shoot ninety percent film. So shooting film at these situations really slowed me down. So I could shoot large format film, and when people walk into a situation like that and see, you know, a four by five film camera, they know that I'm. I'm serious. You right. know, I'm not, do, we're not doing snapshots. Mm -hmm. You know, like, bring your A game, I'll bring mine, and we'll make some art. Nice. Like, this is going to be something one day. And every year I shot any of those festivals, I really didn't have a plan what I was going to do with them. I knew that what I was doing was important because I was photographing the people that make, what, wherever I was, unique whether it was musicians, the artists, the, uh, the, the back of stage people, culture bears, Mardi Gras Indian, uh, uh, second line folks, like any of my friends who would come in who had something unique. I knew we, we were going to do something with this. And like this exhibit is that. It took 20 years, mm -hmm. but it is that. And it's something that I continue because at French Quarter Fest on Sunday, I did a new series of uh, 15 new portraits up in the mint at my exhibit of musicians that were playing at French Quarter Fest. So like, you know, two decades into it, you know, I'm still able to be in touch with the thing that got me into photography. It's, it's people, it's stories, it's music. It's not paying the bills. What it intended to in, in the beginning, but I have to be real and practical that the business side 
doesn't need to be the artistic side for me. Okay. So what you know, pays and I'm the cool bills? If you're flogging that, what's paying the bills? Paying the bill right not now. Not your music. Is no, it music? absolutely not. So no, what's it's, paying the bills? It's mostly commercial branding and uh, headshots. You're a trust fund baby. Is that what uh, it is? Man, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I want some. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> well, I got to say, man, uh, you know, as far as uh, preserving that time period, I mean, again, going back to Chaz Fest, something yeah. that, that I was intimately involved in and seeing it over the years and having those th- yeah. that time period preserved. Pretty cool to see it, it in one room it, kind of it surrounding means you. so much, right? man, because, you know, like I, uh, otherwise we don't have that. I mean, we have the memories, but memories yeah. fade and, you know, you don't you, you remember people the way they are now you don't remember them the way they were when they were real young you know it's nice yeah. to nice to have those those things uh, captured there yeah and it, it's important to do the, the, the little things like that like to photographers painters writers who are, who are uniquely in tune with the things happening now although it now may not seem like something that everybody wants to see it's not exciting it's not juicy it's not you know, it's not it's not whatever we're indulging in now. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're gonna want later. It right connects on. us. Yes. You know? Yes. It's yes. important to, to make make the art now. Yes. No matter what what's what's gonna happen with it. Like we're doing here with the Troubled Men podcast, right? Absolutely. And uh, and actually uh Dave. Manny, oh, here's Dave. Here's Dave. Dave. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave is coming to uh yeah, we're drinks. gonna take a break but right yeah, now. Yeah, this yeah. is a good time for and a break. We can, yeah, we can refill the cocktails. Yeah, I don't I'm trust a guy a, who doesn't drink. Uh, yeah, I'm doing I don't a, trust anyone who doesn't doing drink. Doing a, a tonic and lime on the rock. Yeah, yeah. I uh, guess uh, you know. I don't know. He's, he's doing a Virgin Mary kind of thing. He's got his own thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Uh, okay. So. Uh, so we'll be right back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coman. Yeah. Back with our guest, Mr. Zach Smith. Mm-hmm. Zach. Now, yeah. Zach, as a longtime listener of the podcast, I know you mm-hmm. must be familiar with our our, money. our travails yeah. uh, on on the subject of you uh, know sponsorship. That you owe us money, man. Uh, because we've had uh, we we did have a sponsor for a while. I'm not sure what happened to them. We had a couple, but uh, we're back to our original sponsor, which is Loose Change. Yeah. You've heard us speak of it. Uh, everybody knows what that is. Uh, you have it in your pockets. You have it in your your. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay, all right. We got some uh, well, some foley key- action here. Those are but, keys. Uh, well, Zach, yeah, don't don't on. don't blow the illusion. All anyway, right. uh, it, it gives you the idea, and uh, and we do. Uh, but we don't want to be too literal about it. It doesn't have to be loose change. It could be. Uh, you know, we could convert it to the. We have the PayPal account and the Venmo. It could account. be loose pussy. Well, I don't know. know. Who doesn't loose like a little shoes. loose pussy? Loose every shoes, once tight pussy. Right. I think that's uh, that was the yeah, Earl Bucks in a warm place to shit. I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, my, my yeah. all my goals in life. Um, yeah. but uh, summed up in one, one tight little. 
couplet there, uh, or triplet, whatever that is. Um, but uh, anyway, yes, we have the the There's the some uh, good looking pussy here the, at the, the bar the, right the, now. The too. Patreon account. Uh, yeah. And so and you can, Patreon account. Yes, yes. So we have several tiers, uh, rewards. Uh, one involves. I've got uh, many tiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, not enough Kleenex to dry up my tears. There you go. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, we have uh, social media. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook, and follow us uh, there and uh, subscribe. That's the word I'm looking for. Wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Push the button, as they say. Subscribe, rate, and review. Again, you can say, uh, fuck Manny and Renee, five stars. We like that kind of review. Um, and we have the T-shirts, the uh, Troubled Men podcast T-shirts that you can avail yourself yeah. of. And uh, I don't know, uh, Iguana's Date's coming up, going into the Midwest and uh, Colorado. Uh, iguanas.com for all of those uh, going out the last week in, in July, uh, first few weeks of August. So... Uh, uh, Trouble Nation, ch- uh, it's check. It's the Trump out. tour. Come. It's his Trump tour. He's going through the Midwest and all those cities that support Trump. I don't know. Playing like Flagstaff, uh, not Flagstaff. Playing uh, Fagstaff. Uh, Fort, You're playing Fa- Fagstaff. Yeah, playing yeah. Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Not much yeah. of a, a, a right wing bastion there, but uh, mm. and most of the people that come see the iguanas are not Trump supporters. But uh, again, we don't uh, we don't check anyone. They're part. jock supporters. We don't check anyone's. Uh, uh, Party affiliation at the door. Uh, all are welcome. I think we can, as Smart. Zach says, we're trying to unite people. They just check if people. they're yes. under 16 at the door. That's what they check uh, at the Iguanas concert. Don't want them to be, unless they're there with a parent. Yes. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, back to our guest, Mr. Zach Smith, because I know he has a busy schedule. He has uh, has other uh, yeah. obligations, daddy, responsibilities. Daddy. Sure, daddy, sure, daddy. sure. Well, well, uh, let's let's move on from the the photography side to yeah. the uh, the the band side. Yeah. Because you're not only a, a consumer, you're a producer of music. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, one of my favorite bands that's been going for a, a, uh, 20 years or so at this point, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rotary Downs. Yeah. And, and you've been their drummer for almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, just about. And man, what a what a cool band! Uh, you just had uh, the one of the singers is kind of two partners were kind of leading the band, and you've had had you know different instrumentation, but you've had very stable band for a, a sta- long time. A stable, stable. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, James uh, Marler and Chris Colombo yeah. kind of partners, and mm-hmm. and James just moved to Spain, so you he is moving. Yeah, might yeah, might be taking a, a a little bit of of a break from playing. Yeah. But is he becoming a drug dealer? In becoming, Spain? quitting, retiring. I don't know. Man. Okay, okay. Where in Spain? Granada. Oh, Granada's cool. I've been to Granada. It's yeah. a cool it place. It looks amazing. Yeah. There's really lots of young, cool chicks there in Granada. I'm not yeah. sure that's why he's gone, but okay. I'll, 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 I'll let him know. Yeah, let him know. His wife's amazing, but hey, it's fun to meet I new people. I heard that about his wife. Yeah, it's pretty okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Rotary I don't Dance. know him. But I heard. Yeah. I hear things constantly. Mm, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we all we, we all, hear things. We all hear yeah, things. Yeah, we hear right? things. Yeah, Some yeah. things mm-hmm. I hear. Mm-hmm. We hear things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So Granada. Uh, yes, so Granada. It's like so. granola. I love granola. Do you like granola? Mm. Yeah, it's like granola with a D. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so so back to Rotary Downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's sort of a a dreamy alt pop band uh, has like some orchestral aspects to it uh, in the in the, mm-hmm. the the way it's fleshed out but uh, yeah. humor and uh, I don't know it's kind of like television uh, the band television yeah. I don't know yeah. like uh, I always dug the band man right from the start you know I hear so many cool things how did you get involved with yeah. those guys you know what man I, I, I love hearing people's view of rotary downs like yeah. it's because it's all difference all over the place and that's why that's that's why i i like the band at first and that's why i like stuck around I, oh you know i've met some of my best friends in that band you know when you were the band for so long you sure. just be that's your family it's like and a it's, family yeah, yeah yeah and it's like it's very unique that you're able to play music for this long with people that you still actually want to keep in touch with that you want to 
be with and be friends. You know, it's not it's not a job. It's not like oh, God, back don't to you the, sometimes like, just hate your family. Back to the I, I mean, you know what? Not not really. It's all constructive. You know what I mean? It's all constructive. It, it look if you spot it, you got it. You know what I mean? I don't know what that means. Okay, think it, about that for it. a little while. Like, if there's something wrong there, it's like there's an argument. Then we've got it. That's something we got to work on, and that's okay. something that we worked on as a but band. But if you live like, two thousand miles away, you really don't have to work on it, do you? No, you don't have to call them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, it's hard to be in a band with someone two thousand miles away. You know, hard, yeah. hard to hard to have a working band anyway. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, with Rotary yeah, Bands, but it was many just, bands do that. The Rolling Stones do that today. They don't. They don't talk to each other at all. They're five thousand miles away, and they still go on tour. Okay, man. Right. Yes, <laughs> Zach. Uh, but you know what I mean. You know, it's like uh, the 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 music is one thing, but being able to like creatively like say that's a bad idea, and still be all right with each other. That's right. how we make. That's how we made some of the best music I felt that we could make because it was like constructive. It was creative, and like we all, each of us bring a certain different thing to the table. So, uh, and we wrote a lot of our music from the ground up. Like, rarely somebody came to the, to the table with like, hey, I got a song. Like, hmm. that never happened. Hmm. Okay, so really, so all, a lot of that stuff, James is writing lyrics after the fact, after well, all the music yeah, has been, yeah. uh, or he's going, oh, I have a set of lyrics that works for this thing. No, but lyrics are mostly the last thing, okay. like when we're in the studio. Yeah. Like, uh, if we were to play some songs out before the, before the studio happened, it would just be a lot of like words and words because yeah. he didn't write them yet. So it was like mostly rhythm, some guitar licks, or maybe somebody had a guitar lick that we'd play over and then one idea happened. But like that kind of thing comes with time. And like when I first started playing with him, that's all I had. You know, it's like we three, four times a week, we'd, we'd rehearse for three or four hours. Yeah. You get so much done then. You, you, you create so much. So our first two albums were really, uh, you know, trying to find the songs that, that, that made the record. So many didn't because we were very prolific right. uh, in those first years. But that's the kind of music I like to play as a drummer. I don't like to play the same kind of song. Like I like the so I like each song to have its own kind of life, mm -hmm. and that's why I like the 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 eclectic nature of Rotary Downs. You know. Yeah, well, it's it's true that the the there is a huge amount of variety, mm -hmm. but uh, but it all holds together. It all sounds like Rotary Downs music. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. What, I've never seen your band, but what is your what? what how would you uh, call your music? <laughs> You know, it's hard for me to describe, but you know, we'll use some in the in the break yeah. there, and we'll use some. I say at the rock. End, so everybody, we're a rock band. Yeah, it's a rock uh, and roll yeah, band. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like you know, they have uh, two guitars yeah. and bass and drums and keyboards yeah. and trumpet. But man, you guys had had some real some real powerhouse personalities in that band. You know, you have uh, 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 Jason, mm -hmm. who who Jason uh, who? What's the last uh, name? Ryan. Jason Ryan, right? Oh, yeah. Who he he's a video production guy right yeah. he has uh, elephant quilt productions yep. uh he's and been a, a musician a music producer he did uh, a lot of the um imagination mover stuff right. when yeah, they were yeah. with disney yep michael gerardo uh, yeah. Who who I actually first played with Michael like playing uh, society gigs. He was playing oh, trumpet wow. like like Jimmy Maxwell or something. You know, back nice. when he was at Loyola. But yeah. Of course, okay. Michael wow. has gone on to have tremendous success. Uh, yeah, with the revivalist. Uh, revivalist. Um, yes. Yeah. He he is such a. <clears throat> we actually got to play with him the last two gigs we did, and he's such an asset to a band. I mean, he's got he's the keyboard player and the trumpet player, but he's got your guitar pick. He's got your uh, extra bass string. Oh, okay. Oh, and he's just got. Oh, he's got a drumstick. Oh, five B, wood tip. He's got one. Yeah, like it's he's just got like batteries. He's, he's okay. that guy. All right, cool, you know? cool. And he's just so valuable. Like uh, all the guys in the band just kind of bring their own, you know, set of creative tools. You know. Well, man. So that last gig was full of musicians uh, in the audience. Yeah. And and we're all like, uh, you know, Andrew Gilchrist, Goat was there, you know, oh, great, man. and 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 he's he's looking over, he's going, man, I remembered these guys were good, but they're fucking great, man. I was like, I know, oh, I know, and yeah. and everybody there was going, man, I love this band, and this is they sound better than ever. It was oh, that's, tremendous, that feels man. good. But were they better than Ezra? 
button. <laughs> well, that's the that is the like ultimate that. question. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The who, ultimate, who knows? Uh, right, right, right. But uh, so so that had to be, and and you guys like the the crowd wouldn't leave, stayed till the yeah. end, and kept you know asking for more encores. And I could see everyone's faces uh, at the end of the show. The band looked so gratified. I was oh, so man. so happy for you guys. Man. Thank you. It was, uh, it, it, it was it was a great moment because we actually felt we. You know, you rehearse or you try to figure out how much can we rehearse and not really fuck up? You know, can we remember all the songs? And we did remember them. And if we didn't remember things, somebody covered for you, so it was cool. But at the same time, uh, you know, there were parts of the, the set where we improvised. And we don't improvise much. There's some moments where we can kind of stretch a little bit. And it felt really good and a nice send-off to say, you know, farewell for now. Right. When we do something next, you know, it's going to be in a different configuration or a different time or uh, who knows. But, uh, yeah, it's like we've all got really exciting things going on in our lives, and uh, both musically and artistically. And it's good to, like, you know, maybe put that to the side for a little bit. Because, like, the last couple of years was really hard. Like, w- what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing with Rotary Downs? We're not playing. We're not writing. Uh, and it's kind of frustrating. Right. To try to like make a decision on that, you know, we never right. really did. Okay, <laughs> James but, is just leaving, which yeah. is kind of good, <laughs> okay, so we don't well, have to. Yeah, yeah, life, <laughs> life is sorting itself out. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it will on the on the backside, you know. Absolutely, so, and now we can do just reunion shows and charge a bunch of money. There you go, and all those people, even more people will show up, and everybody there you will. Go. Yeah, this we'll, is the last one this time. Sure, going out sure. of business. Today. Yeah, some bands. That's that's where. <laughs> well, it's like yeah. the classic rock bands. You know, uh, we're not dead yet. We're going on tour, so we're doing yeah. one more show, like C- the Stones and the Pink Floyd. This might be the last one. Yeah, Motley Crue. All the yeah. This is a lot. Well, we don't know. Poison's on tour. Right yeah, now. Poison's on oh, tour. Casinos right everywhere across yeah, the Gulf exactly. Coast. I always yeah. like that CC Deville guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Cece, pick up that guitar and talk to me, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Cece Deville, he's, you see him on the 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 uh, behind the music, and he oh, goes, he's a he mess. Goes, he goes, he was a he's mess. so hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cece, I did lots of coke with Cece. Really? Back. Really? Oh yeah. He's so hilarious. He's got like yeah. this real Brooklyn, like oh, yeah. real scratchy I know. voice. You wouldn't think it'd come and, out of and, his mouth. But he right? goes, he he had this great line. He goes, yeah, you know, I always had the all the. The, the greatest records for the influences on the guitar. I just couldn't get him to translate to the guitar. <laughs> yeah. I, <guess> <laughs> I was like, I love that guy. Hookers and Coke, man. <laughs> I, I even like the way he played. I like his style. You know, oh, it's, yeah, it's real primitive, but, uh, you know, had, had a, a couple of Chuck Berry licks that he, uh-huh. that he just oh, wouldn't yeah. let go of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, so as a photographer, all the photographs you've taken, have you ever had uh, a subject come back to you and go, uh, Please don't print that. Uh, you know, I don't want anyone to see that. That happens more often than you think. Like, hey, man, that that was fun, but uh, I let's maybe the not do anything. Waking up the next morning with a clear head, thinking, uh, yeah, uh, um, you know, yeah, I'm, you don't have I'm to not really names. good. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not even good with on the spot well, stuff like that. You, why would you? Say, if you're a fucking rock star performer, people are taking your picture. You can't say. Don't take my picture. What are you fucking? Well, no, no, just, just not, not. Don't take my picture. But at, at some future time, say, mm, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather that shot not get out there for whatever reason. You know? Oh, that's yeah. bullshit. You're well, a fucking celebrity. No, well, I'm just asking even you there's, talk. even there's moments where I've been paid to photograph. Like it was understandable that yeah. we were going to do a photo session, and some artists are like, yeah, a, a lot of these are not representative of me. Thanks for trying. You know, like that, that has well, if happened. If that's in the contract, that's okay. Yeah. But if it's not in the contract, well, fuck them, man. Yeah, and, and look, I'm I'm fine with it. Like, my, the, the job is to tell the story. And if we're not communicating, yeah. we're not telling the story. Right. Cool, man. I, I wish you well. You know, it's well, like. Well, sure. I mean, you're not going to. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah. Just fishing around here. No, like, I, I, I you know, there are some. I don't want to mention their names. We, we, we know them. We both know them. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to talk about stuff and not pull people who may not want to. There you be, go. Be, there this you podcast go. is listened to by. Lots of people. 800 yes, people. Yes, 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 Influential lot. people. Right, right. We don't really? need to put anybody in You think it, so? I mean, I'm just talking about me. 
I sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Don't need yeah. to put anybody in a bad situation yeah. for, for, for no pain. All right. All right. <laughs> but, you guys uh, stick with that story. So, Zach. Uh, what do you have coming up on the on the the uh, the future for for Zach Smith? Uh, you're taking a break from from uh, Rotary Downs for a mm-hmm. while, but you have uh, lots of festivals coming up. Uh, you know, the festival thing has been less and less in the last couple of years. I kind of stepped down from doing my kind of daily uh, thing at Jazz Fest and French Quarter Fest. Okay, just because um, you know it, it's it's definitely a young man's job. Hmm. Two cameras, gear. Uh, eight nine hour days getting the edits done that night, and it was just a little too much for me. So I kind of stepped back, kind of work for different departments, and kind of doing a little bit less because it's given me more time to maybe cultivate some things with the musicians and artists, and maybe do more portraits right. in the festival world. But it's just the the, the live music uh, part of what I do is becoming less. Mm. I, I I've just found that. Uh, it kind of got monotonous after a little while. Sure. You know, I love, I love what festivals do, and I love what it provides for the artist community here. But documenting, documenting the same people on stage doing the same thing sure. every day, it just kind of wears on you a little right, bit. Right, right. Well, you do it, it for 20 years. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can see. It, uh, it, it does get, it, it gets tough to, to go out there and do the same thing, even though I love being in the middle of that. Like, come on, what I'm complaining for being in the middle of this great musical moment, right? So I, I, I hear the irony there. Right. But at the same time, I need to find the things that keep the spark of creativity in me as well. You know, so um, right now I do intend on doing more uh, portrait stuff for the festival. Okay. Uh, so maybe I'll find some sort of Chaz Fest thing. I, I do like the off the beaten path culture music thing instead of the big rock festivals. Voodoo was fun the years I did it because we created some amazing things when it was still kind of a New Orleans festival. Mm-hmm. When when Ben Jaffe was doing stuff, the bingo tent and like right. we told a really good story then. That changed and um, you know, I you know, I definitely want to do something more in the in the line of like finding the the new music that's happening. Like so the 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 next the next generation, right you know, on. document them. Right on, right on. Well, you know, New Orleans is a is a city of character, so I'm yeah. sure you'll have no no shortage of uh, subjects to uh, to point your camera at. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Zach. It's been Thank so you. fun to have you, and you're very expansive. It's my I, honor. I like all your your answers, <laughs> very thoughtful. Well, uh, Manny, so uh, it's uh, about that time. We're going to wrap the show up. And as always, uh, in the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Good night. Good night. Can a man survive on, live his life on, heartbreak and stone? Over common tables, we'll share our fables. Same time tomorrow Time elapses, steals our sight Trace these mouths by candlelight On the swirling seas tonight Ride the night into the day Till the stars are gone away
outside Trace these maps by candlelight On the swirling seas tonight Ride the night into the day Till the stars have gone away Sorry.